In this episode, Jerry and Becky sit down with me and share with us their experience with the infinite banking concept over the last seven or eight years. Some of the things that they've done with their policies. Um, lovely people. I had fun and hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Bank with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. And today I'm, I'm always excited when friends and clients come into the office, but I'm really excited today because Jerry and Becky are here. They've just, you know, graciously, um, sh- you know, agreed to share their time with us. And, and I'm, I'm almost giddy, okay, because these are great people. They have a great story. Um, I know we're going to have fun, and, and I think you'll enjoy listening. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming in. Um, I can go on about, I can tell what I know about y'all's background, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jerry. We'll start with you. Pick on you, sir. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> uh, in my late 60s. Never thought I'd make it this far, but uh, anyway, you look good. I, I did. Thanks. Yeah, uh, face for radio. But the uh, I, my my career was mainly in law enforcement. Got twenty nine years law enforcement. Retired from that. Uh, worked for three different agencies. Uh, after that, uh, somebody had this great idea that I needed to run for public office and be a county commissioner. Who would have thought that I'd ever won? Uh, my recommendation is don't ever do that. <laughs> don't uh, ever don't, don't, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't win and go to work. <laughs> it was a long 12 years. Uh, just recently retired about a year and a half ago and uh, just enjoying life. Are you busier now than you've ever been? Extremely. I've got a part-time business that turned into a full-time uh, <laughs> Yeah. J-O-B. J-O-B, yeah. And so I'm scaling back on that, but I want to start doing things I want to do instead of being chained to a, to a machine working. Yeah. Uh, and, and just, so, you know, look, I think we met, you know, I'm kind of somewhat active in the local Alvarado chamber. And we were at a meeting one time years ago, and there were two guys sitting on the back row. I don't remember who was speaking at the uh, the meeting, but there were two guys just, you know, having a great conversation behind me and talking all about politics and local government. And I stood up and turned around and lo and behold, it was you and another individual. We were talking about buildings on the square of Alvarado. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's how we met. And since then, you know, we've become friends. He happens to be, he was the commissioner in Mm -hmm. um, where the office is here. But we've become friends. He also left out he's an expert shooter. All right. So, you know, he he's had these careers, but didn't you didn't you coach high school uh skeet shooting a time or two? Just or? just for one season. They the uh a local high school started a, a clay shooting team. Okay. The concept of shooting team and high school is <laughs> not what you normally hear, but this is Texas. Most people don't realize in the Metroplex there's forty something high schools that have shooting teams on them. Perfect, and and it's uh, uh, though I helped in the first year that uh, I'm I'm obviously not coach material, Olympic material, anything, but but I helped get them started till they could get somebody that that knew what they were doing a little better. I got yeah, the guy, the guy's a trick shooter, so don't leave kid you. <laughs> and then I don't know how in the world you uh, married Becky. I don't know how you got her to say yes, but <laughs> started with a newspaper ad from her. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, would you tell that's us? A, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Look, we've got time. We could, we could, we could make a couple of stories. You know, separate them out. But uh, tell us a little bit about you, Becky, please. Um, gosh, I've been in a lot of different things. I started out as a school teacher out of college. Then I uh, owned a newspaper for about ten years. Something that was totally out of. Uh, my realm. And then uh, at that point, I became a realtor in 1986 and have been a realtor ever since. Wow. The real estate market's hopping, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. I tell people in 35 years, I've never seen a market like this. Yeah. It's definitely crazy. Yeah. And you're now a broker. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I became I a broker. have several agents working there. Perfect. That sounds successful to me. So good job. <laughs> <clears throat> well, <clears throat> um, excuse me. How did y'all, you know, get exposed to this idea that you could become your own banker or the infinite banking concept? Okay, uh-huh. I'm taking full credit for this. <laughs> He's riding so your ladies, coattails, huh? Just let me tell you, you can 
influence your husbands to do some <laughs> some good things. <laughs> but uh, Jerry drug me along to a gun show. And, of course, like most ladies, I was pretty bored. So I just started wandering around, and I stumbled on this booth, and it had Banking with Life, I, or I becoming forget, your own banker. Becoming your own banker. That's what it was. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't remember the whole title, but uh, I'm pretty control oriented, and the uh, practitioner informed me that I could build my own bank, and I was in. So I brought the book home, bought the book, brought it home. I opened the first page, and it was about life insurance. And they nearly lost me right there because I did not. Who wants to talk about graduating? <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I paid 20 bucks for that book, and I was, by God, I was going to read it. <laughs> so I did. And um, I will tell you, I still don't understand the deal about the peas in the grocery store. Didn't get that. But uh, when I read the real estate part, it was so eye-opening. I was like, oh, my gosh, why haven't I seen this book before? And that's how I got exposed to IBC. And we had an appointment with the practitioner. My husband didn't want to read the book. He had to read the book in order for us to have the appointment. So the night before, he read the book. And that's how we got started with IBC. Did you read it or peruse it? No, I read it. And But the hard part was is when I first started reading and you started talking about whole life insurance, it just it turned me off instantly. I used to uh, work for a company called A.L. Williams many years ago, a little <laughs> side hustle, which the, they were in the business of, of replacing whole life insurance and replacing it with term and investing in difference. Sounded really good at the time, but they really, they really slammed whole life insurance when you would talk to them about you know how it was a waste of money and you didn't want to do it. So I was kind of indoctrinated into that. So as soon as I saw the whole life insurance in the book, I was pretty well done with the book. Yeah. But, you know, since I knew that I had that meeting I had to go to, I thought, well, I don't want to look stupid. So I went ahead and read the book, and, and uh, then I, I, I would read a chapter, and I'd think about it, and I'd go back and read it again, because I thought, I don't remember them talking about this part, you know. And uh, it, it's, a, it's looking at the idea of whole life insurance from a completely different set of glasses. I mean, it's just a whole different dimension. And uh, it started making sense. And so— uh, I uh, uh, that got me started into being interested in it. So it wasn't, you know, a complete beating then going to the meeting. No, uh, it, other than I'm not a financial guy. That's her job. <laughs> you know, she loves it, so you know, I, she takes care of the finances and stuff, which is great for me, and that's because I don't have to worry about it. But uh, I knew that I had to be involved in it in order for it to work. It's just. It's, it's not my thing. I, yeah. I'm not a financial guy. Well, did, did well, you probably had like death benefit, life insurance, the, the different agencies you've worked at over the years, right? It, it was provided as, you know, as part of your uh, uh, your employment. Yeah. You didn't have to pay for it. So uh, I never thought about it. I, I was young and dumb. I wasn't going to die. I didn't need any insurance. Besides, I was going to be dead when I, when I need the insurance. Uh, very common. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought you'd make it past 30 or... No, I didn't. Uh, no, I was taking better care of myself on you. Yeah. Well, that, but looking back, um, you know, and I mean, I have an idea of the total death benefit that you have, and I'm just saying what, you know, how comparatively, like you have a certain amount of death benefit now, and you would have retired with a certain amount of death benefit if you'd have you know, converted it from group to personal. You know, have you ever thought about that? What mm -hmm. what death benefit you'd wind up with right now if you didn't discover the infinite banking concept? No, because again, I'm not a financial guy. Yeah. You know, I live day to day about that and right. let my, my wife take care of it because she's really good at it. Right. And she crosses all the T's and dots all the I's and so I, I don't have a worry for that. I got it. So uh, I do the hard work and let her do the financial stuff. I started to say, when we got together, he had no life insurance. Oh, he didn't even take the group stuff out that you had the opportunity. <laughs> well, when we first got together, I was in between departments Okay, and, and had a, a, a private job, that a business that I was doing at the time, which okay. ended up selling it and then going back into law enforcement. So at that time, no, I didn't have Well, any. and for that matter, I didn't have any life insurance either. I mean, neither mm -hmm. one of us did. I mean, when we got together and married in 2000, we had nothing. I mean, really nothing. I mean, Jerry had his three boxes, 
and all of his tools. Mm-hmm. And I had a small equity, and I'll just say it, $10,000, which is nothing now, in a, in a home that I was in. And that's all we had in 2000. And so, I just left a divorce. so. Uh, yeah. I don't, and, of course, I had divorced also. Yeah, where I, so. where I lived before, before I moved up here. And so, you know, yeah, we, we started basically with nothing. And we were in our late 40s at the time, so. <laughs> Under the gun. <laughs> it was time to start thinking about some long-term So it was planning. all love, huh? Y'all, y'all, is, y'all can you against the world, you know, with nothing but love, huh? I love it. With those deals, you know, I thought I was marrying a rich real estate agent. <laughs> no, I married a real estate agent who wanted to be rich. So <laughs> it worked just as well, though. <laughs> well, we, we, we make a pretty good team. Yeah. We're, we're pretty opposite in personalities, but we make a good team. That's awesome. So when you went to the gun show, how long ago was that? Do you remember? 2014. Okay, so y'all got together in 2000 with nothing but love and then 20, I mean, y'all surely, you know. Well, during the time, of course, in in 2000, of course, we had nothing. And um, Jerry took a law enforcement job. Um, soon after we married. And, of course, with me being in real estate, I've always thought that real estate was a way to add add assets, let me try that again, uh, through purchasing real estate. So from 2000 to 2014, we purchased, I think we purchased two other rental properties. But, of course, they all had mortgages. I mean, we didn't have any money, so we put the minimum down. You know, and and so we had mortgages on them. Um, But in 2014, we did have, I think we had three rental properties. But, of course, all I had was Social Security as far as retirement. And and then Jerry, of course, had, uh, was building a pension and had. Through the cities. uh, Through the cities. So that's kind of where we were in 2014 when we discovered IBC. I got it. So, so you, the gun show happened in 2014 and then y'all were. You know, off to the meeting, and it made sense. You got past the word life insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, A.L. Williams training and decided to take action and start building capital in the life insurance policies. Yes. Right. Yes. And it was pretty exciting because once I wrapped my head around the financial part of, of how you are capturing the interest that you're paying to other companies and the magnitude of the interest that you're capturing – not realizing how much money you're spending every day, every month on your payments for going for interest, I'm thinking, wow, this this has got to work. I don't see how there's any way it can't work. And it was it was very quickly that we started. Well, and I'll be honest with you, we talked about. She freaked out at first, but you know, but at that point we had some IRAs and 401ks and all that stuff. We closed those out, and we took a pretty big tax hit when we closed those out in order to start our uh, our IBC. And this was brought about about the other practitioner that told us about it. I didn't know about you then. You know, I'd have been with you then, but I didn't know about you then. That's all but, right. <clears throat> we met later. Uh, so uh, we, we took a big tax hit, and then we used that money to start our program. And uh, in doing that, we used that bank, if you will, uh, to start buying notes on rental properties, and I think we had a truck note and something else that we had, so we started buying notes on. We 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 would fight about that because she would say, "Well, you know, I sent a check to pay off the such and such rent house." No, you didn't pay it off. You may have bought the note, but you haven't paid it back. We still have to pay it back. We have to pay it back to us. And so we fought about that because it was just the nomenclature we were using. But uh, I wanted to make sure that if we're going to take this giant step and jump into this you know, chasm that we, you know, don't know what we're getting into, let's at least do it knowing what we're doing. So uh, I guess you finally figured out we're paying stuff off. <laughs> we're not paying stuff off. We're, yeah, you know, I even said You're it just off. purchasing outside debt, moving it, yeah, you know, into more into your control by, you know, collateralizing your life insurance policy. But it started, yeah. it started steamrolling on us because yeah. when when you we would buy that and we're capturing that insure uh, the, the interest rate that gave us more cash to buy the next note with yeah. and so it very quickly got to where we turned around and we didn't know anything I sort of say the reason I was able to get past the life insurance part of it was because I could see that if I if we could pay off the rental properties with 
the life insurance money, and I calculated how much interest we would save by doing that and paying it off in a short period of time, that's really what got me over the hump of buying life insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> so looking beyond the rate that the mortgage lenders are charging and looking at the volume of interest you would have paid over those mm-hmm. notes, right, that's really what the opportunity is to redirect Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and of course, we pay interest to the life insurance companies when we borrow their money, collateralized by our cash value. Um, but it was amazing to me in four years how we were going from <laughs> a lot of debt, a lot of debt, to I think in four. I was trying to think in four years we had all of our debt paid off. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, that, and that's like three rental properties, our primary residence, two automobiles. Mm-hmm. It just was amazing how that could snowball and, and pay all that debt off. And, of course, as a female, we all liked our security, and a lot of our security is wrapped up in not having debt. So <laughs> that's for, for females, I think that's a very emotional thing about not having debt. Yeah. I think I think it's emotional, you know, when you talk about money and we talk about your money, you know, it 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 gets real pretty quick, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like so I think um, I, I, I don't know if you had said it uh, or maybe you one of y'all. It seems that I recall like taking closing down the 401ks and the qualified plans and taking that hit which is ordinary income tax at the year in the mm-hmm. year of distribution um, plus a 10% penalty mm-hmm. if you're you know under 59 and a half years of age which we were. yeah we didn't have the penalty but we yeah. did well, have, that's right, we, didn't have we didn't we didn't have the penalty but yes we had to pay okay. the the and, and I, I know I do want to make a side note that that you should not do that with without you know seeking proper advice from the appropriate financial professional that you work with okay um so i'm not saying you should do it or shouldn't do it i'm just saying you shouldn't do it without the appropriate financial advice which we are not giving we're we're not giving financial advice we're having a lovely conversation with friends and their clients but um we're not this is not meant to give financial advice we're just allowing you to listen in if you choose to um but i think one of you had mentioned that when you compare the interest you would have paid by not paying off those mortgages mm-hmm. um, or even paying them off sooner, the interest you were paying for the mortgages and compared that to the taxes that was paid in that given year, and it kind of lessened uh, or made that thought process more gentle or, you know. Uh, I didn't have any issue with it from the very beginning okay, because uh, – I'm a researcher, you know, I study stuff and I don't just jump out there and, you know, I didn't do this on a 10 minute whim. Right. You know, and so. You didn't, you didn't watch a TikTok video and make no, a decision. No, no, <laughs> So uh, it was obvious to me that, that if you do A, B, and C, that D is going to happen. Now, I, I think the biggest thing, and I've told lots of friends about this program, but what I always tell them is, is if you're not a disciplined person, don't do this because it takes discipline knowing that okay we've just taken money out of an insurance policy and we've gone and we've we've bought the note on this uh, house or car or whatever if you don't continue making those payments as you should have been that you would have been had you not bought it off then your program's going to fail yeah uh, your overall program is going to fail so you have to be disciplined in order to every month make those payments but you're making them to yourself and so uh, it, it's easier to do that when you're making it to yourself. And I think the biggest light that went on with her was when there was an analogy made about, you know, if you own your home and you're going to move every seven to ten years and you're going to get an interest rate of, you know, 3%, whatever, on a home with a front-loaded note during that seven or ten years, how much interest rate did you really pay? You know, you'll, you're paying three percent, but if your house payment's fifteen hundred dollars and fourteen hundred of its interest, you're paying a whole lot more than three percent. That's and, right. Uh, the volume. Oh, it was 90, shocking. Ninety something percent by volume. Yeah. I don't care what the rate is. And as a real estate person at that time, she 
That's she, what she said. Repeat that, and I want to make sure. And she started taking notes. I want to make sure I understood that. And she walked away shocked that night mm-hmm. as to how much interest you're actually paying. Well, if you'll take that and, and move it over into vehicles that you have, or a boat, or if you've bought, if, if you've financed, you know, some work to be done on your house, or anything that you, a credit card, anything that you you're doing what you're paying interest on, you can capture every penny of that interest, and it doesn't cost you any more a month than what it's costing you now. Yeah. But your your bank, quote unquote, uh, I know you got to be careful using that because we're not really a bank, but yeah. uh, it, it grows exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. We're buying life insurance, not, you know, bank, right. banking, you know, banking is, I like to say it's the oldest profession in the world because, you know, it is. So, I mean, there is, it's just a movement of money, mm-hmm. banking, deposits, withdrawals, you know, checks, loans, loans, re- repayments, um, that, but and I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, you know the volume of interest is is so much different than the rate, and everybody is taught and trained to focus on the rate, mm-hmm. and it's the volume. <clears throat> and then um, when you can get past the word life insurance, and you start thinking that of what you're actually doing, because we're all doing something different, right? And then how does it apply to you? And then, you know, you dip your toes in and you, you go into the action of it, you know, taking over one note and premium is separate than loan repayment. You know, y'all never, y'all didn't fail to pay your premium. You were continuing to pay your premiums and the loan repayments when you were, you know, borrowing against the cash values, which, you know, there's no magic in loans, right? The magic is what you do with the capital. Mm-hmm. And then you can't go anywhere in the free world and get a loan without a loan repayment without an interest rate. So if you value the another lender's money uh, more than yours, that that's an adjustment that should be corrected. All right. So if you were paying the credit card 18 or, you know, the home mortgage at three and maybe you're borrowing at five, you should at least pay if you're, if you're, if it's an 18% rate that you're paying on a credit card, you should make your loan repayments at 18%. In my opinion, and if you're if you've got a home mortgage or a note at three or three and a half or whatever it is, and it costs you five to borrow against cash values, you know, from the life insurance company, mm-hmm. just the mere fact that one note is amortized over thirty years, and the other note is amortized annually, you know, there's a difference in amortization. So if I borrow money at five, and I'm resetting every time I make a loan repayment, that note recalculates. Right. Mm-hmm. So every time I make a payment, it is not front loaded with 90% interest. And, and when you go through that math and then you see it in your own activities, you kind of look around and, and, you know, I don't care. You're going to pay the taxes on that withdrawal anyway from a 401k. Um, I, I want lessons. I want to just address something you said because. This is another hurdle I had to get past is because I had so many practitioners say you want to pay you want to pay more interest. For example, you're borrowing from your life insurance policy and let's say it's 5%. And a lot of practitioners would say when you borrow money from it, pay yourself back at an 8% interest rate. That that to me made no sense at all. I'll just say that it, I, that didn't compute with me. But when I realized I'm really paying five percent plus I'm paying the three percent is an additional premium money I'm doing. Then that made perfect sense to me. Right. But that I had to view it in a different light than that it was interest. I had to view it. Okay, I'm paying the five percent interest because that's what the loan company the insurance company is charging me but the, if I charge myself 8% that 3% is really just adding to my bank and I love adding money to my bank every chance I get Right, and Nelson would say that the additional interest I believe it's on page 59 that uh, that additional interest is premium to the life insurance company right? it's, we're calling it additional interest on the deal that we're doing Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is additional capital to your system, right? You know, and then which, addition- which you can work with later. Absolutely, so you can use it for something else. Exactly, because you're you're buying <clears throat> that additional interest should go into paid up additions. Mm-hmm. When you pay a PUA premium, 
you you're buying paid up death benefit the death benefit increases and then with the additional premium future dividends increase not only in that year you know if i paid an additional thousand dollars for example into a policy that i own i'm going to have two three or four thousand dollars in death benefit increase depending upon my age but that additional thousand dollars is going to cause my dividend to go up this year Mm -hmm. and every year into the future Mm -hmm. and and it's you know it's not impossible it's difficult to demonstrate that and illustrate that Um, but it can be done and and when you see that and and then when you experience that it's to the point where you know i don't care what my credit score is and i don't care what the bank interest rates are and i don't care what the stock market is none of which i can control but i can control what i pay in premium you know limited by you know capital and income and all that but if i put it there and i had the choice to put it there or put it here into this life insurance policy it's it's going to the life insurance. You remember, policy. I think it was three years ago, the stock market took a major hit. Yeah. And I texted you and said, uh, James, how much money did I lose last night? <laughs> and you came back and said, nothing. <laughs> Which I knew that. I just, I know. you know, I just wanted to let you know because I understood what was going on and I was comfortable when the stock market fell. It didn't, didn't, bother, it didn't bother us at all. Yeah. Because we didn't have anything into it. Uh, and, and I'd like to bring something else up I forgot to bring mention earlier. When we took the money out of the 401ks and, and IRAs and all that and took the tax hit and, and used it for uh, our to, to finance our bank. If if you do that, that's a scary thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing it with the attitude of taking that money that you're bringing back home, so to speak, and you can't just put it in the bank and let it sit there and draw dividends because that's that's not nearly as effective as taking that capital you have and putting it to work for you to make more money for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole idea of capitalism. And by buying those notes that we did, we're putting that money to work because now we were capturing the interest. But let's say you didn't owe anything and you were you were debt free to start with. You could now take that capital out of uh, that, that you're from your bank and you could use it to start a business. Or you could use it, if, you know, to, to buy more real estate, to buy more real estate, or you know, <laughs> something like that, to put it to work to make more money, which will far out out uh, run the amount of money that would have been made in the in the four hundred one. Again, not financial advice because I'm yeah. the last one in the world you want to get that from. We're just telling what we do. Just what we did. Yeah. You put the money to work for you that will make more money than what it was sitting yeah. in the bank. Uh, I agree, and, and you know, being a realtor since the mid to late eighties, you know. You've got somebody out there buying the notes, looking at the property, and, and knows the market, right? So mm-hmm. it's that was that's almost like I don't want to say a no brainer, but you know the best investment that we all have is in us, number one, and then number two is in something that we know, yes, right? And there's real estate, know. y'all know real estate. Can can you tell him the deal about the house and the lot? And we oh, use yeah, the money. I can. Are you I okay can. with that? Yeah, I was y'all trying to think. Uh, this was during the pandemic, twenty twenty. Um, I had a client come into my office, and he had a house that was in terrible condition, and he just wanted to unload it. And he ha- he said, I want you to look at this contract that an investor made to me and see if it's a good, solid contract. And I looked at it, and I said, yeah, it's a great contract. Are you thinking about accepting it? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, I just want to get rid of it. I said, would you consider letting me take the place of that investor. He said, Becky, I would love for you to have it because we had a good relationship. Right. And um, <laughs> I bought a house on, uh, it was actually on two lots, so it had two acres. And I went to look at it. It had a hole this big in the roof. It had 13 cats. It was Full you can of let your imagination stuff. run with that. <laughs> it was full of stuff. It was horrible. I mean, it was it was nasty. I would just tell you, it was so nasty. I didn't even show it to Jerry because I knew he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it later. The yeah. farthest I went was the yard. <laughs> yeah. The yard, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't going past the yard. But, but it it was it was awful, and um, that was in, and then I bought it in March when I when we shut down. And uh, but I, anyway, I had them start cleaning it up. And you used the and, money from the, and, and I borrowed I borrowed yeah. the money from yeah. our life insurance to buy the house and lot. And and I'll I'll just say it didn't matter to me. I bought the house and two lots for one hundred and forty thousand. 
Well, once I got into the house and realized how much stuff it needed, it just was a little overwhelming for me because I'd never done that much work to the house. And so I said, I'm just going to flip the house on one lot and sell it for what I paid for it. Sold it like that within just days. And I kept the lot and I sold the lot for 85000 So I had... In, in, in two three, months. I, we bought it in March. I sold the house in April, and then I sold the lot in June. And, and so in that period of time, I was able to take money out of the – I was able to get a loan from our bank, yeah. purchase insurance, it. Insurance. Not, not the bank. Well, our IDC bank, our life insurance. I was able to lo- borrow the money from the life insurance, purchase it for cash, flip it, and make that eighty-five thousand in free money, and, <laughs> as and, far as I was concerned. And pay our bank back. And pay our bank bank back. But yeah. the, the idea of having that money sitting there available, yeah, because enabled us to take advantage. Yeah, of this when an opportunity, opportunity comes, you have to jump on it. You can't wait six months to do it. You have to do it right then. Yeah. And so it, it was great that that worked out. And it's a, to me, it's a classic example of why you want to do this. Yeah, and you you knew it was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's something that you already knew, right? I mean, you decided to not not to do the work. You could have done the work. Look at all the money you saved not doing the work, right? So I'd probably up the premium that I'm paying. The money you would have paid for all the repairs, I'd probably put that into the life insurance policy as premium. <laughs> <laughs> my, my point here is um, that, you, you know, just like you said, you got to have the capital. It's mm-hmm. got to be there. How long did it take y'all to get a loan, a loan check in your hand, or however oh you did that? Oh my goodness! If you have to get a loan, and and of course, because we're both self, self, well, because I'm self-employed. I mean, it's a nightmare getting a loan mm-hmm. if you're self-employed. Yeah, two I years mean, tax returns. Two years and, tax returns, P and Ls. I tried to get a loan. I forget on on a property, and my income had gone down. Uh, you know, Ten thousand, maybe, from one year to the next. Well, my—I'll I, I, be honest. My real estate commission it fluctuates like sure. this. I mean, you, you never know. You never know. I mean, but I thought ten thousand. I mean, that was probably a ten percent change, and they would not make a loan. And and of course, we had—I don't know if we had seven hundred and ninety credit score or something at the time. I don't yeah. remember. But and you have other properties. And, then, and we have other properties. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to we'll give I'm you like, 50% seriously? loan to value because yeah. that's an investment property. Yeah. Uh, and I would just, seriously, because my income had dropped a little from one year to the next. And of course, it was, again, during the pandemic time. So, But, but anyway, that's a, that's a classic case of how yeah. this works. Yeah. It works great. And it wouldn't have to be that. It could be, you know, if, uh, if not property if if you're into antique vehicles and you get an opportunity to to buy one that's just a gym and and flip it and you know or in my case you know a gun that you like of course I wouldn't flip it I'd keep it that's not what it's designed for if it's a gun he's keeping he's it a <laughs> yeah, I talked to a young man yesterday and and he he's like all right James I know you shoot so can I tell you this? And I'm like, sure. You're on the phone. He's a client doing, you know, just whatever it was we were doing. But um, he said, you know, I got this. I got this gun. You know, as a weapon, it's probably worth twenty five hundred. And he got like seven hundred, uh, about seven hundred fifty dollars in ammo. Right, night vision. It was nice. Oh, yeah. You know, hardly used. Sounds like a scary black gun. Yeah. Any <laughs> <laughs> any. I don't remember what he gave for it, twelve hundred or whatever. Um, but he had three thousand dollars worth of worth of uh, you know, platform and ammo. You know, and then and then and so and he was telling several, several things. And another one was like he bought a car with a blown up engine, you know, replaced the engine, you know, makes mm-hmm. you know, a really good return so i mean it's whatever you're going to do anyway y'all were going to buy the notes anyway yep you know you're going to keep buying the rental properties anyway all right and you're you were just going to probably more than likely just leave the money in the retirement accounts until you retired or until they forced you to take it out Mm -hmm. and then you look at the difference and i completely agree um you know even if you well y'all didn't have to pay a penalty you had to pay the taxes you were going to pay the taxes on that anyway Mm -hmm. now were you going to pay them all in one year one time you know who knows Right, and so if it, it maybe in your case it puts you in, a, in another tax bracket, maybe it didn't. I'm just saying if it did, the what y'all have done with that capital since is it just pales in comparison. Yes, it does. Know? 
and but I didn't, you, you, it work, you let the money work for you over and over and over and over, which makes a whole lot more money than right. sitting in a bank earning, you know, 6%. And that's a can of peas, Becky. It's like not how much you make on a can, but how many times you can, how many cans of peas can you, you know, how many properties can you flip? Yeah. You know, how many, well, you, you can't just buy and buy and buy, but how many, how many, you know, weapon can you, can you flip? Well, I'm, I'm not going to no. flip weapons because then you have to have a licensed firearm dealer. And I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. But I mean, it could be for anything. It could be for cars or, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah, so and like right now, of course, you, you're you probably aware we're building a new house. And it was so nice just to I'm tell the I'm glad you brought that up because I'm so excited for you to. I want to learn more about that. Yeah, it was so, it was so nice just to tell the builder, you know, it, we're paying cash. We'll pay as we go. And they go. look at you like you're crazy when yeah. you say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't heard that in yeah. 10 years probably. Yeah, and we'll pay as we go and, you know. And then they're we, like. They, and then we didn't it, have to fill out a stack of <laughs> qualifications this big. And, and the part I love the most that I haven't used it, I came close. She begged me not to. <laughs> oh <laughs> Dealing with the builder that is not as married to the house as you are. <laughs> and when you get the quality issues or they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I have the ability to say, go pick up your sign and move on. We'll finish it somewhere else. No banks involved, you know, and so at any given time, I can I can kick them off and and do something else. Yeah, I and mean, that, but the the ability to do that is amazing. It's yeah. just you, you're comfortable with what's going on. You don't have to worry about stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like right in the beginning. He said, "Well, we require a survey." I said, who's requiring it? The, he said, well, the mortgage company or title company. I said, we don't have a mortgage company. We don't have a title company. So we don't need a $2,000 survey that's useless. And what else was it? Something else came up. Um, something else came up about oh, that. Yeah, and about I, the location of the house. It yeah. needed to be done on those on a survey showing exactly where it is. It's on 30 acres. It doesn't I said, really no, matter it doesn't. where the house is. And it's my money, and I, I know the land's free and clear. <laughs> they just and, don't know how to yeah. deal with yeah. that. You know, it's I knew, yeah. another world. But, but the – I hate to use the word power because it it's, it's not really the right word. But Control. I'm a the, control The ability, person. the knowledge that you have that you're in control of – Every dollar, where it goes, how it's going to be done, and you don't have to have someone else looking over your shoulder that can say no. Yeah, it's 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 a good feeling. It is. I, I agree. I grew up, and uh, my dad he told me one time he said, uh, and he did pretty well. You know, he started from nothing, and you know, did okay. And he said, James, you know, when I was a young man, I went to the banker with my hat in my hand. And today, the banker comes to me with their hat mm -hmm. in their hand. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different paradigm. Mm -hmm. And you told me something one time sitting back in one of these offices that, that just blew my mind. We had had bought the note and actually paid off the note uh, to our, our house. And you said, time to refinance it. And I went, what? Because, you know, pay, I hadn't gotten that far in the book, I guess. <laughs> and you said, yeah, because you have a tremendous amount of equity sitting there that you can put to work for you. Well, okay, that's another door opening I had never thought of before. We haven't had to do it yet, but to know now that if something big comes along, yeah, we've got the equity if we need it. It'd take a little longer to get that, but yeah, it's doable. Did I tell you to do it, or did I tell you to consider? Well, you just you, you said, how come you haven't refinanced it yet? Because uh, you know, at the time, she's out buying notes and property. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but it, it's options. You know, you have options. You do. You don't have any other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you another neat thing, and I'll probably get emotional saying this, but another neat thing is, um, you know, when we when we started this, we had nothing, and I will tell you when I divorced, my my big goal was I just want to pay the bills on time. Yeah. I don't want to have the electric company calling me and shutting off my electricity. I said I just want to pay the bills on time, and so we have moved from that kind of position to. I read the book again, and it said, you know, you could buy life insurance policies on your grandkids. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have three grandsons, and it's so exciting to me to be able to buy life insurance policies on them and know. And they're just small, mm -hmm. but to know that I can pass on money. That's third generation. Then you're affecting the fourth generation because they're going to grow up and have children too. Mm -hmm. You know, then you may or may not get to meet them. 
Not yeah. You're yeah, probably not, not. But yeah, but because well, they're gonna have to hurry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, just my, saying. My grandchildren are all little, six, three, and one. But it was so it just to go from from that extreme to being able to provide money. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I feel like I need a, a Kleenex when I don't have any. Oh, here I can. I'll hey, do it. <laughs> I thought I thought he was going to. Not your first rodeo. Uh, I'm sorry, but that that no, is, awesome. that is very emotional for me. Yeah, to be able to provide for them. <clears throat> so, um, all right, well, let's let's not finish the house. Can we talk more about the house? Yeah. I mean, y'all are you know financing the house. You got control. Mm-hmm. You're ready to fire the builder at any moment. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> They may still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I told Jerry, please don't fire the builder because I don't. I know what would happen is Jerry would stop would build it, and he doesn't need. At our age, we don't need to. Be <laughs> you need doing, the builder. We don't need to be doing that. And Jerry's, well, I'd a, Jerry's it out, a perfectionist, and so you know, I can hire contractors to do it as well as the builder can. In fact, we talked about it ahead of time. I said, why are we hiring this company to do it? Because they're going to add money to the cost of the house just for doing it. I'm retired. Why don't Why don't you let me do that? And she said, no, I'm not going to live with you while you do that. <laughs> so, well, okay, well I know he's a perfectionist. I know, smart it, lady. I know it would take a lot longer for the house to be built. Well, it's been and, a year and, and eight well, months so far. Yeah, so. But you would. You, yeah. you would they be, ordered our door <laughs> last August, our front door. Wow. And I just assumed go buy one at Lowe's, you know, and, and put it on there. But they know we got we to gotta put this type of door on there. Mm. So it may change. And so y'all are just financing that through policy loans? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And then what's the uh, strategy for loan repayments? Well, then what will happen is once we move into the new house, then we'll we'll go and sell our old house and repay the loan. And then we're back to not owing anything again. Yeah. And you controlled the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if the market's down, you know, when you are ready to sell your older home? Then we'll just lease it. Right. And keep it for rental property, <laughs> and the and that and that payment will pay the loan back. Yeah, so I mean, at you know. interest. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and here's my question: I don't know the answer to this, so I'll I'll just ask. Okay, if we are getting five percent dividends from the life insurance, mm. and we're making money on the house, so are we getting? Like like if we sell we sell or finance some of our houses rental properties. So if we take that money, we're getting let's say we're getting five percent from on a mortgage loan from a buy. So you're a, carrying the note at I'm five. I'm carrying yeah, I'm carrying the note for John Doe. I'm carrying the note okay. for John Doe. And I'm charging him five percent. Right. Am I getting five percent there plus the five percent from the insurance company? Well, I love that question, and it comes up often, and there's really a lack of clarity in the infinite banking footprint on dividends. You see it all the time. I hear it all the time. So the dividends currently, you know, the the companies declare a dividend annually, and then they pay the dividend at the end of the policy year, right? All right, well, that dividend is the policyholder's Share of the financial experience of the company because it's a mutual company and policyholders are owners of the company. And the dividend is not guaranteed. Right. right? And let's say that a dividend and the rates today are between four and a half and six percent of what generally all the mutual companies have declared. Okay. So, in the question being five, if I have a five percent dividend, Right, mm-hmm. that is not the internal rate of return of your life insurance policy. So a five percent dividend could, uh, and you can look at the illustrations that you have, and and if you know that the dividend is five percent, you look here's a premium that I paid, here's the dividend, and then that's added to the total cash value, and here's a that dividend will not calculate to a 5%, straight line 5%, just in any way you want to calculate those numbers on that illustration. Okay. Right? But that will represent, that dividend will represent the rate that the company has declared and is paying. 
All right, so I like to say this because there's a gross dividend, a net dividend, and that that's terminology within the life insurance industry. Whenever you look at a, a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy uh, in the illustration, the growth is coming from two components. Right? There's a guaranteed cash value increase every year because the base face amount policy must that cash value must equal the face amount at age 120. So on a whole life policy, straight whole life, no riders, I pay a premium. There's zero to very little cash value in the first two years. Mm -hmm. But that cash value must equal the face amount at age 120. So by contract, that cash value in the base whole life insurance policy is growing every year. So that's one component of the accumulation Right. They call it they, they talk about a cash value interest and, and, and all of that. But that component, which is guaranteed, and the non guaranteed dividend, the combination of those two create the cash value accumulation. Okay. Now, instead of you know, and it's promoted all over the all over, you know, social media that well if you have a 5% dividend and a 5% loan rate, it's a wash, right? Well, wash is um, exactly a universal life term. They've used that in the universal life industry to say, oh, it's a wash loan. Um, so it's language that's uh, particular to an industry and then particular to products and then kind of misconstrued in general. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. The combination of, you know, the dividend, non-guaranteed, the cash value increase, that creates a, the growth. Um, which I already said, I'll go back to the the 5% dividend and a 5% loan rate. Is it a wash? No, it's not. And you take the increase in cash value that on a guaranteed basis and then the dividend on a non-guaranteed basis and then you can calculate an internal rate of return on a life insurance policy and that's the number that you should know and you should you should use to compare with all of the other things that you do okay and then it's the same thing with the note though you know y'all have put out money Right. And on property, now you're selling the property and you're carrying the note. Right. Well, there's cost. You have cost in all of that operation. And so the net is going to be an internal rate of return. You know, your outflows, your, your incomes over whatever time period minus your expenses, you get a net internal rate of return on every deal. And so if you, and my encouragement would be to think in terms of internal rates of return on each deal, right? Uh, especially in the real estate. But then, then you can do a more equal comparison with life insurance than any other asset when you look at the internal rates of return. So, um, that makes sense, kind of. And so I'd get around about if whatever the net internal rate of return is on your deal and the internal rate of return is on your life insurance policy, that's going to be your total internal rate of return on the whole deal. Okay. Uh, and so, but typically the uh, life insurance policies today, and we're in 2022, you know, we're in low interest rate environment, just coming out of it. So we're at a low as far as the dividends are concerned um, historically. And then we're also at a low as far as interest rates, right? If they're variable interest rates on loan policy. So, you know, my anticipation or expectation would be that as interest rates go up, dividends are going to go up as well. But if you if you look at today, you build an illustration and go out into the future, you know, the, the internal rate of return is going to be a, a, a net equivalent of about, you know, three and a half to four and a half percent in general. That is the internal rate of return coming from the the cash value accumulation, guaranteed and non-guaranteed components, right? Well, and, and that's about it. And you can calculate yours, you know, every one, you can calculate an internal rate of return. But it is going to go up or down because we're looking at a life insurance policy illustrated today, and it's going to change into the future. And and so that's about what it is. Um, and then you can talk about the tax equivalent yield. You know, if I've got to earn this much and then pay taxes on it, I'm going to net down to this much. And because that cash value is a, 
is accessible through loans, which is tax-free. So then you could do a tax-equivalent yield comparison. Um, so to answer your question is, it's like a no. You shouldn't automatically assume that if you have a 5 or 6% dividend that you're getting 5 or 6% you know, rate of return on your life insurance policy. And then two, a couple of years ago, there's, and they still do it today, you know, the, these life insurance policies are built on a 4% basis of guaranteed values. Well, what does that mean? That means that that's a component in a formula that, that, that is used to determine the growth of a life insurance policy and to properly price a life insurance policy. And then you get out on YouTube, TikTok, and everywhere else, and, and it'll say, you know, 4% basis of value in your life insurance policy or in your illustration as well, potentially. It'll, it'll say it in your life insurance policy. Then people say, oh, well, see, you get 4% guaranteed interest. That is not what that's saying, right? And you still have to go back to the internal rate of return, in my opinion. But I do know, um, so that's probably a longer question than you. Well, and I'm going to counter with that. Okay. From a non-economic a, a non type of guy. Okay. I don't really care what that is right? because – the bottom line is, is I have a an amount of money sitting there that I can take out and use it to make a whole lot more money than four yeah. percent, yeah, and then put it back in. Right. So I get what you're saying, and I'm not trying to be rude. That's okay. But but having having the amount of money to work with to make you more money is much more valuable than whatever the rate of return is. Yeah, yeah. And there's no place to put that value that you're speaking of. Exactly. And I completely yeah. agree with you yeah. on a life insurance illustration. Right. Right. There's none. So I, I didn't buy the Sorry, I know you're in the business, but I didn't buy the okay. insurance for the insurance. I know. I bought it to have this bucket of money that you yeah. can use to make more money with. Yeah, I agree. So And and I agree. And death, life insurance doesn't come without a death benefit. Sure. It doesn't come any sure. other way. So I. She'll sit there and go, you know, do the dots and add it together and carry the ought and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah and and I just go, hey, let's do it. You know, yeah. and then we, we can make X number of dollars on Let's just do it. Yeah. I, I would venture to, to say that y'all's internal rate of return on y'all's life insurance policy because y'all have, you know, they, uh, not just one company, not just one policy. You know, y'all have several. And, but I would say that y'all's internal rate of return is going to be roughly somewhere around about 4% over your. You know, over your lifetime. Don't care. Right. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to throw a number out, you know. and then, Well, and I, guess, I guess the situation is I, I think we're doing – I'm going to brag on us. I think we're doing really well because what we did is we paid off the debt on that rent property mm -hmm. with a loan from our life insurance. Mm -hmm. So we owned that property free and clear. And recoup the interest. And, and after – yeah, and after looking at – <laughs> how the front the the real estate notes mortgage loads are front loaded i'm like i'm i want that i yeah, want that right. kind of front loading yeah. and so by seller financing it we're get, we're getting that front loaded uh mm -hmm. vehicle that's <laughs> a whole lot I, can't, more than 4%. I can't remember yeah. what the percent so, of yeah. interest was but it was just phenomenal that that's right i mean that's and that that's really uh, kind of an issue that we all have to go through and deal with, you know, it's like because we're trying to, you know, the life insurance policy. What is that rate? Of return? Is it the dividend? Is it the guaranteed interest rate? You know, okay. that they shoot for the basis of values. And then it's like, you know, and you've got to get past that. You can calculate the internal rate of return on anything. Mm -hmm. Right. If you, if you want to take the time to do that. Right. Yeah. You can do that. And the numbers people like to do that. The engineers, you know, I mean, and the numbers people, they like to do that. And it's OK. What you can't put a value on uh, and, and demonstrate in. And on paper, uh, and in a life insurance illustration, is what is the value of the control? You know, what is the value of, of not going to the banker? What is the value of closing in 30 days or 10 days? Or right? flipping a house and making 80-something thousand dollars. Exactly. You know? <laughs> in, and, in three months or whatever. And so the, the, the naysayers that I don't even watch them on YouTube. I know that there's people that's on television that have TV shows that they just hate this program. Yeah. It's because they don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, but – you know, if they point out what you just said as far as, well, you're only getting 4%, you could do better in the stock market. If yeah. they're going to put that, I say, I will believe what you're saying if you will also factor in the money we made off of having this cash to use to make more money. Exactly. You add that into your calculations, and, and if it's bad, I'll quit. Yeah. 
But they don't want to talk about that. I sort of say your explanation is a little bit over my head. I'll just say I'll I'll just say that. But what I've seen is, like Jerry says, we can borrow money from our our IBC bank, our 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 insurance, and we can put it to work doing something else. And that real that house that we paid, we bought the debt and paid it off, and it's free and clear. Now, you know, during that time. The house was going up in value, and we're you know we we did nothing for that. I mean you know it went up all by itself. It went up in value. Oh, you participated in capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and now and now we have a rent a, a renter who decided to purchase it, and and they know, put money the, down. Yeah, and they're making payments. Yeah, and when the air conditioner goes pay- out, don't call me. Yeah, and you know, you know there's a value in that too. We know, just bought two air conditioning units over the last three weeks. So yeah, or last month. But I, I mean, you know, they're making a thousand dollar payments, and nine hundred of it is interest. So yeah. <laughs> you know. So did you buy the two new <laughs> units for the new property? Or existing? No, these were for rental. Uh, these rentals. were rental properties. Uh, that our, our AC home went out. Our home still went out on a Friday evening, so we spent two nights in La Quinta uh, <laughs> with the dogs. <laughs> so. Well, I, I, you know, I hate to. I mean, um, I don't. I don't want to give an explanation that's overly complicated. But there's, you know, we just can't say that five percent dividend is a rate of return you're getting on a policy. You're getting a good rate of return on your policy, and I'm I'm going to say it's probably around four. And it's a combination of the dividend and the cash value accumulation. Right? But it's minuscule as to what you can do with the money. Yeah. I sort yeah. of say that's really not the important part. It is not. And, the important and to, part is having access to capital. It is. And, and you're like the money was in retirement plans originally, right? A lot of it. I mean, there's more profits from real estate now, but um, you're going to take passive income from the qualified mm-hmm. retirement plans. And you absolutely have that ability to take passive income from your life insurance policies mm-hmm. through loans and withdrawals. Um, but you don't have an entity telling you when you have to start doing that. Right. Yeah, or no how penalties. Much, yeah, or how much you have to take. Or they invest it for you and they take money off the top that you don't get. Yeah. So I don't like that either. Right. And the cookie cutter financial group that, and her daughter used to be a financial with one of the name brand people, and they all go to the same school. I know I'm starting to sound like a redneck, but you know I don't care. It's all right. They all go it's to the same school. They all, <laughs> le- they all learn the same stuff. You know, they yeah. tell you to diversify, buy some of the the high risk, some of the low risk, so they can offset each other when the market goes bad. That it's not made you any money. It's kept you equal or even. So be in control of your own money to where you make your decisions and do sound financial decisions. And put it to work for you. Money sitting in a bank. I'm sorry. This, uh, I don't want to sound like a financial. Money sitting in the bank earning interest is losing you money. Yeah. You're going backwards. When yeah. you could take that money and use it on something that would make you more. I have a business. I do laser engraving. And, and I bought a laser, a used laser for $12,000. And if you don't want me to tell this. No, me. it's fine. Okay. I don't mind. Uh, for $12,000. The first year, uh, just an old gray-haired guy with a laser in the in the game room. I think I made like forty-seven thousand dollars with it. You know, sounds like work to me. You know, yeah. and so <laughs> it was. And, and, and I've I've more than doubled that now. I bought a new laser, bought a forty thousand dollars laser, and so. But uh, where did we get the money for the new laser? Yeah, we we borrowed it from the IBC. You know, and then paying it back, and so it's that because money, we were able to get a super good deal. Because it was at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. oh you had cash. And we had, yeah, cash. We had cash. Access to right cash, there. yeah. So, and, and turn around, and, and the good thing was, is, you know, I, I went to talk to my banker. You know, I went to the office and, and said, Mr. Stringer, I'm, I'm here to, to buy a note. And to, to get a note, I want to buy a new laser. So I went around, sat down on the desk, and said, well, Mr. Stringer, you have great credit with us. We'd love to <laughs> <laughs> love to talk to you. What type of payments would you be? And went around in the front, so I like to pay for it when I want to. <laughs> and anyway, it was, uh, it's a silly way of doing it, but it works. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he could he could say what amount of payment he wanted when he wanted to pay. I don't want to make it. a payment. I don't have to Annually, make a payment. I can double up on monthly, payments. Monthly, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, so you having a conversation with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Keeps me sane. <laughs> Is there a bank owner in the back demanding a dividend? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
a wife telling him to make his payments to, to our IBC bank. <laughs> well, one of the, I'm I'm a firm believer that every person in America needs a side business. Yeah, I just I I think it's it's a way to control your taxes, to control your income, control your ability to to manage your money better, and and uh, like my business is a, is a business that. I'm not going to say too much, but uh, things that I would have bought normally, tools, they're now tax deductible. So if you're going to spend the money for a table saw anyway, mm-hmm. have it under a business to where your business buys it, then you can deduct that money from your tax at the end of the year. Mm. It's, to me, the only way to go. It's not <clears throat> how much you make, it's how much you keep. There you go. Yeah, that's a good point. You have any of that forty thousand left over? I mean, I don't want you don't have to answer that question. I'll loan you some money. You know, it's going to cost you. Interest. I probably can't afford your. I'm, I'm not interested in your interest rate, sir. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I mean, this, this and and we did make a loan, a private loan to somebody, a farmer mm-hmm. that was in a bind and needed some money, had good credit, and and uh, so help him out, and uh, he's making payments, you know, like he should, and. We're making money off of that. It's something that we were able to help him, and at the same time, we made some money off it as well, and he didn't have to go to the bank. Now, yes, we secured it with some tractors and other stuff. Listen, I need a tractor. (laughs) (laughs) We may have one. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know that everybody would do that, but, you know, let's say that your daughter is wanting to buy, and we talked to her. Her her daughter had a, uh, a business and was talking forklift, and we told her, when you're ready to go forklift, don't go to the bank. Come see us. Yeah, you know, we'll finance your forklift for you for your business. And I bet the bank wouldn't finance a forklift at zero or two or one or three percent interest. Probably not to a business. And, yeah. and the thing is, is and she decided not to go that route. But I was going to tell her, so here's the deal: we're going to charge you a little more interest than what the bank would, but your payments are more flexible than the bank is. And the fact of the, that you're going to be paying us a little bit more money is going to put into our bank to make more money, which you're going to get when we die. So. Don't feel bad about your paying us a little bit of extra money because it's going to be yours anyway. Well, and just to insert, now her and her husband, I think, have also uh, created their own IBC bank with uh, life insurance. Yeah, yeah. So that will be... Generational. uh, Yeah, yeah. You didn't just... They weren't just jumped, right? I mean, y'all have policies on your grandchildren, but now your children are doing it. I mean, that's... Very, very powerful. Yeah. You know, I love that. That's a great point that, that uh, most people don't really understand. You know, why would I pay, you know, just give me the money to buy whatever it is I need, mom, dad. Mm-hmm. Um, why do I have to make payments, right? Well, because yeah. you'd have to make payments anywhere. Mm-hmm. We those, learn responsibility for one. Well, there yeah, and we're, and we're big on that. I mean, we, we've, ne- we've never loaned them money. six-year-old has to work for his <laughs> For his allowance, and <laughs> then he has to pay. Like he's wanting to set up. We're going to have a, a big moving sale, and he's going to have a table there selling soft drinks. At the, I got at the deal, yeah. but he's going to pay us rent. You're, going to be, you're charging. He's a vendor. We're <laughs> charging him face. Yeah, it's not oh. be a lot, but it's, oh. he has to learn. He he understands the system that yeah. way. You know, um, bless her heart. I, my daughter's pretty hard on him. I think. <laughs> But she she explained to him, okay, you you know you earn money to buy your deal. Well, one of them wanted to buy a rubber snake, and he didn't have, quite have enough money. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, I will loan you the difference, but you have to pay interest. What's that? Well, you have to pay it back by this amount of time, or you owe me interest. And the six-year-old's like, oh, you don't want to do that, Hudson. You want to pay it on time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you build a house, there's nails everywhere? Oh, yeah. I pay them a nickel a nail for all the nails they bring me. Oh, perfect. Did you buy magnets? No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, that'd, that'd be done in 30 minutes. <laughs> this keeps them busy for all afternoon. Oh, so it's not about the cost of I got to take all day oh, goodness. them up. But you teach them that when they're young. Sure. Yeah. You know, and they'll, 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 that'll stay with them the rest of their life. Yeah. I got it. Well, the, uh, you know, the idea that, that, that a loan repayment on a family member who's a direct beneficiary of your policies i mean talking about creating an ecosystem that you're controlling you know and it's all about trying to keep the capital within 
your personal economy, mm -hmm. which includes, mm -hmm. you know, your family to mm -hmm. some extent. That's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. All right. Any, anything else in closing or? Because we've gone about an hour. And I, I, we're not going to have to cut out near as much as I thought we were, Jerry. Thank you. I tried to be nice. <laughs> this, uh, catching this guy off the mic sometime is like... Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't ask me to do this. Yeah. So, listen, listen thank you uh, very much for coming in. Uh, I've had fun. And this you know, type of conversation is really, in my opinion, what people need to hear, whether or not they participate in the infinite banking concept or not. But if you're going to vet it, um, I think this is beneficial. So thank you very much. You're never right. too old to learn something new. You're not. <clears throat> yeah, y'all are in your 60s starting, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. You're not too old. That's another, you know, people think automatically in their 40s and then in their 50s, oh, I'm too old. For what? No, no it, it was a chunk. You know, we had to pay a bigger chunk to get started in our 60s than you would have had in your 20s. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the cost of death benefit goes up. Do what you have to. But you weren't you weren't buying a lot of death benefit. Right. right you're creating capital. Okay, fun, Thank you fun. for having us. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for asking. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.